0: Smartcast. You are listening to Health Shots, brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another She Slays Champion story. This week on She Slays, we have with us Paromita Gupta, who was only ten years old when she was diagnosed with alopecia, an autoimmune disease causing hair loss. Alopecia is a condition which has no known cure. And thus, there is a lot of misinformation surrounding the treatment for it. Although Paramita was bullied and mocked for being bald growing up, today she takes pride in her appearance and is inspiring others. Come, let's listen to this champion story.
1: Hi, I'm Paramita Gupta and I'm 31 years old. I've been working as a marketing professional for a startup accelerator until very recently when I quit my job to take a small break. Uh, but that did not last long because I started freelancing um, soon after. And I've been working with startups in the industry um, and other businesses helping them build their brand identity through their content marketing as well as bits of uh, design related work. Um, now today I wanted to talk about the health condition that I've been diagnosed with until 10 years old. Uh, while it's not fatal or um, you know painful, it is quite uh, difficult to live with it at times because it sort of hinders your social existence. So I've been diagnosed with uh, alopecia areata and I still live with it. What is alopecia areata? It is an autoimmune condition uh, where the immunity attacks the hair follicles. Basically, the immunity that's supposed to protect you from all sorts of diseases has malfunctioned and has gone bonkers and is attacking the hair follicles in your body for me i'm lucky because mine was restricted only to the scalp there are other kinds of alopecia there's androgenic alopecia which is male pattern baldness then there is um alopecia Telis, your entire scalp is affected by hair loss and then there's alopecia universalis which is an advanced form of uh, alopecia areata where you lose all of your hair from head to toe while today i do have hair follicles around my scalp here and there it was in 2016 i decided to stop taking medications for this because there's no permanent cure for it there are treatments available but since I've been on medication ever since I was 10 years old, taking these medicines and having to live with the thoughts or doubt in my head whether my hair is going to fall off or whether my hair is going to grow. So I decided to take, as some would say, a drastic step, and I decided to shave my head off and go off medication. Because my condition, again, like I said, it's not fatal or it's not painful. All of situations people are not used to seeing a bald woman out on the street. So I'm a bald woman dealing with alopecia area, going about doing my daily business. So, I was diagnosed with uh, alopecia when I was about 10 years old and I clearly remember um, I was about to start my 4th grade, right before uh, school was about to start. I remember combing my hair, waking up in the morning and all of it had one thing in common was lots of hair just very easily coming off my scalp. When I would comb, there would be, you know, huge tuft of hair tangled in the comb. When I would be showering, there would be uh, strands of hair going down the drain. When wake up, the pillow would be covered in hair. And before you know it, before I knew it, within a week, I was completely bald. So when this happened, when I lost all of my hair, it was quite bizarre for me and my family to see and experience this, because we did not know the reason. The funny thing is what the doctors had to say because let me give you a bit of a background to this because my dad is an ex tea planter and we lived in tea gardens in Darjeeling. and in that region uh, the tea gardens would be in godforsaken places to find the doctor you had to go into the next town but again the town was again like you know a smallish settlement where doctors weren't even specialized so you had to pretty much go to a general physician i don't even remember going to the first doctor but what I do remember is, all these doctors that we visited, some said, okay, she may have had typhoid and that's why, you know, this relapse. Some said it must have been a fungal infection of sorts. And then some said this baldness could be fixed by rubbing onion and garlic and uh, all sorts of stinky material all over my scalp. After this happened, we saw a doctor in Siliguri, where I went to a dermatologist, uh, we found out that this is an autoimmune condition and it's called alopecia areata. Again, that did not make sense to us because that, while the doctor could diagnose it, he wasn't able to explain it why this happened. Then, uh, started my medication and everything because nobody said, nobody told us that there was no cure for it. Uh, but there were only treatments available. If it worked, it worked. If it did not, well, it did not. The streak of visiting multiple doctors throughout the year began and it did not end until I was 17 years old. So as a child, I didn't know what was happening to me. The only sort of quote response at that point was to cry about it a lot. Uh, Not in front of anyone, but I would lock myself up in the bathroom and I would cry a lot because, you know, it's not easy to deal with something like this, especially in a country where beauty standards for women are associated with a lot of things related to your body. Hair was well one of them. And I went to a co-ed school, so obviously there's a lot of crying in the bathroom uh, because my entire existence at that point of time was how I looked. There was one thing that I did uh, quite consciously was kind of dress up like a boy so that people would not ask me uncomfortable questions like, Oh, you're a girl, why don't you have hair? Because... If a boy is bald, nobody really cares that much. There were many teachers who were very, uh, you know, nice and uh, sweet to me, and didn't make me feel like I was any different. In fact, I was very uh, loved in the school that I studied in. Uh, but funnily enough, there were certain teachers who thought, you know, they could normalize the situation by also sort of cracking a joke or two about the way I look. Everyone could join in and have a good laugh, including me. They expected me to laugh at their joke as well. As a child, that's how I dealt with it, or more like, uh, tried to cope with the situation at that point. During my treatment, the only problem I can recall, at least during the initial phases, is there were too many medicines to take and too many medicines to uh, apply on my scalp. And as a child, I couldn't keep track of them. But as I grew up, I remember at least the last doctor that I was seeing. So he had given me a couple of medicines, like a combination of a few medicines. And there was one particular medicine that I had to take every alternate day. And I had to sort of take the medicine. And two hours later, I had to go and stand in the sun for like about 10 minutes. So that medicine sort of kind of rendered me a little uh, helpless. What used to happen was when I used to take the medicine, I used to feel very, very nauseated. And I just would not be able to do anything. So all I wanted to do was lie down. Although I was nauseated and I wanted to throw up, I just couldn't throw up because, I, I don't know, no matter how much I would gag or whatever, it just wouldn't come out. So you can imagine every alternate day, which is like three or four days in a week, be lying down. And that was a little painful. It wasn't that painful, but it didn't bother me that much. But yes, that was something that caused me some amount of difficulty during my treatment. After uh, I was 10 years old, the only time I had absolutely grew back was when I was 18 years old. Right. Uh, so, eight years of not having any hair, and then when I was eighteen years old, when it did grow back, uh, I was very happy and almost very protective about the hair that had grown back. Although it was limp and you know very scanty across the scalp. I mean, in comparison to you know uh, those who have a good mane of hair, but I was very protective and everything. And uh, what that period lasted about till well, I was say the age of. 25. So I've been based out of uh, Calcutta during my graduation and post graduation and that's the period when I had hair and then soon after I moved out to Bangalore, I uh, was starting out on a job and a year later uh, after I moved to Bangalore, what happened was there was a relapse and sometimes the bald patch would grow to the size of an orange in my scalp. And this bald patch started increasing each day. And I didn't know if I should fly back to Kolkata where my doctor was. And at that point, I just gave up. I'm just worried about, you know, my hair growing back or my hair falling off after it had grown back. It just can't be all about that. So when I was actually literally taking first step towards acceptance of what this condition really is and living with, And that's when I decided to shave my head off and go off of medication completely. My friends and family have always been there. They've always stood by me. Sometimes, yes, it did take some amount of explanation to sort of get them to understand why I feel the way I do. It was a matter of just sitting them down and talking to them about it. And then things would be fine. But never have they made me feel like I was any different or any, or I needed to be treated any differently. So from that side of things, I've been very, very lucky to be surrounded by people who really care about me and uh, basically who are empathetic. Well, there were quite a few lessons that uh, you know I learned during this entire period between 10 years old to now. But the most important one that stayed with me is you need to accept yourself for who you are. Uh, because if you don't... Uh, nobody else is going to. I can just sort of draw from my experiences and, you know, tell you what I did, uh, to deal with my condition. Number one is don't rely on a single medical expert to sort of diagnose and treat your condition. Always get a second opinion or a third opinion if required. Because only then you're going to be certain. And that's what I did, right? Uh, we just didn't stop at one doctor. We did go to multiple other doctors. And second thing is, take care of your mental health, take care of yourself as much as you can. Push yourself because sometimes that is taxing, sometimes that is a lot to do. Try and do things that make you feel better.
0: So this was Parumita's story, a true she slays champion indeed. We hope her story inspires you and encourages you to take better care of your health. If you too have a story to tell, then do write to us at healthshots at the rate and let us tell your story to the world. This is your host, Chaya Dabas, signing off. I will see you next week. Till then, take care and keep slaying. You were listening to Health Shots, brought to you by HT Smartcast.
1: HT Smartcast.